Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 483. The work list never ends, but at some point the race starts. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jump start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jump start any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up, and I'm so very excited to introduce today's very special guest, James Clay. James, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You bet. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Great. Good to have you here. James Clay owns and operates Bemmer World, which he founded in 1997 in southwest Virginia. Bimmer World is the premier BMW tuner and performance, racing, and parts warehouse in North America. In addition to providing OEM products plus performance and racing parts, he and his group run a professional racing team in the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. James' passion for BMW marks started way back with an E30M3, a car that he promptly tore apart and rebuilt to go racing. I think there's a trend I see here. <laughs> While in grad school, he sold off the parts of his M3 to pay for his racing habit, and Bimmer World was born. His customer satisfaction is the fuel that drives the company every day. So, James, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles and racing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, this uh, Bimmer World business was absolutely not something that was planned, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure neither was a neither was a car habit or, you know, or whatever we call this little uh, affliction that we've got. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's something that kind of surprised me. I didn't necessarily come from a, a, a car enthusiast family, mm-hmm. um, although my my father uh, almost became a mechanic in, instead of the, the lawyer that he is today. But, it, it, you know, we, we were around equipment. I, I was around things mechanical, but just, you know, never really cars. And somehow it snuck up on me, <laughs> and I fa- found out that cars were something that I enjoyed tremendously. Mm-hmm. And BMW was, was uh, you know, it was just that perfect landing pad, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, uh, didn't pick BMW for any tremendously wise reason or, or you know, I, I just kind of needed the right car and there it was. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, the, the product enamored me. I don't care, you know, at that point didn't care about the brand or it's, it, you know, it's not an image thing or brand doesn't matter to me, but, uh, the BMW product 
did exactly what I wanted from a car at that point, which was perform. And then it was it was kind of uh, that college time, and uh, you know, have to figure out how to do this and pay for it, and and um, somehow I, uh, with enough motivation, I I kind of figured out that formula, um, put my head down, uh, did a bunch of hard work, made some money. Um, was 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 not making money and was pretty dirt poor for a, a fair amount of time, but um, you know, kind of built it into the business that we have today as Bimmer World. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I look around and I'm certainly proud of what we've built. It's not a it's not a me, it's a we. It's uh, everybody on my team, and uh, it, you know, it's it's just uh, I'm pretty happy to be where I am today and be be able to play with cars. I think so, and that's why I've wanted to get you on the show for so long because. You're kind of the consummate uh, entrepreneur. I'm a BMW fan. I told you that in our pre-show chat. I've got BMWs in my garage. I've always enjoyed the cars. I've never raced them, but I've tracked them, done a lot of BMW track days with the club and uh, throw some slicks on the car and go out there and have some fun. But uh, you are definitely having fun in the automotive world. And we're going to learn more about you and Bimmer World as we move through my questions here. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests, for a success quote, something that's kind of been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning. Here on Cars, yeah, I know you love to drive, so James, take the wheel. Well, I'll tell you, this is not uh, this. This wasn't the start of Cars or the start of anything for me, but this is one of those things that resonated uh, really well with me, and uh, certainly something I look look back on and think, yeah, that. <laughs> um, one of our, uh, one of our race engineers once, once told me that the work list never ends, but at some point the race starts. Mm. And it, that came at a time that we were, we were certainly working hard and we had our heads down and we were, you know, racing is a grueling thing and it's, it's not, uh, it's not eight hours a day. It's not, uh, it's not when it's a job, it's not always as pleasant as, as you might think it would be when it's, when you're looking at it from the sidelines sure. and, uh, you know, and, and it's not always as rewarding. Unfortunately, there's there's certainly the weekends that you just wish you could be doing anything other than being at the <laughs> racetrack. But in those days, uh, he told me that, and I thought, you know, that that, that is what it is. That you you just got to keep digging in. You got to keep working, and and at some point, uh, the race starts, and you do your work. You get through your work list. You win a race, and you know, this, for work, for racing, for you know, for whatever aspect of life. Just dig in, right? Yeah, it's a great quote even for business and for life, really, when you think about it, because at some point you have to just start doing, and you're always feeling like, oh, I wish I was better prepared. I wish I was a little bit more ready. And I've had a lot of racers as guests here on Cars, yeah, and I hear a lot of those same comments from racers, whether they're amateur racers, professional racers, retired racers. There's a point you just have to get in and go and make it happen and do the best with what you were given. And that's just the way it goes. So great quote. I like that. I'd love to hear a story about what instigated your passion for cars. You know, you sent me a, a bio and you talked back uh, talked about going back when you were younger starting, I think it was with a Jeep Wagoneer maybe, right. <laughs> something like that. So it wasn't <laughs> right. as glamorous maybe as BMWs. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back when you really realize that you were a car guy? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, maybe this isn't uh, one of those things that said you're a car guy. I've always loved to, always loved to tinker. You mm-hmm. know, I've, I've always liked to fix things and fix cars and fix uh, it, things mechanical. So, I, and I think that's that's part of what makes me a car guy. But I think uh, 
there's there's certainly a bit of passion or or uh, emotional connection that's that that's really what makes someone a car guy mm-hmm. and you know my, my journey a little bit on how i how i got into cars um i you know i did have the wagoneer and i played with it and i you know every every 16 year old wants a car that's clean and looks cool and all that stuff so so we did that a little bit um but one thing that i i think really uh really changed me was I had a Dodge Stealth at one point, uh, and this was in college, and it was it was fast, and I'd, I'd done work to it, and I, so maybe I'd progressed um, to a car hobbyist. Huh, okay, <laughs> um, but then I in, enjoyed uh, enjoyed the car that I had. Had no idea how to drive the car I had, which wasn't important to me, or or, or maybe I thought I knew how to drive it because it, you know the car was fast, so so I knew how to drive, right? <laughs> yeah. Until I uh, I found myself pointing the wrong way on a four lane, Ouch. Um, having just uh, gone through what I now know is a de- decreasing radius turn, <laughs> and uh, saying whoa and hitting the brakes, and then of course you spin, and that didn't go very well. And I said, you know, I need to learn how to drive a car, and this car is not the car to learn how to drive. And so that's kind of when I, when I went that BMW route. Yeah. So that, that got me on the path. And then I would say what absolutely locked me down and what really ignited the passion that, that makes me the, the car enthusiast, the, the car guy that I am, is taking that car to the track. And the first track event I went to was at Roebling Road. It's, it's this little small racetrack uh, just outside of Savannah, mm-hmm. uh, Georgia. And fairly simple track. Lots of fun. This was a, this was my E30 and three, my first BMW, nice, um, which I ended up purchasing. You know, and, and at, at, in those days, that was a very reasonable car to purchase. Um, and, and of course, they've gotten a little bit silly <laughs> just these, a little recently. Bit. Yeah. But at Roebling, going around the track and, and getting progressively faster, and actually learning how to drive this car, turn three is a is a very very quick turn, and in that car, it was flat. Between um, so as soon as you exited uh, well one I suppose double apex leave turn two flat on the gas and then the question is can I stay flat through three mm. and my instructor said absolutely stay flat you got it you got to hold it flat but if you don't hold it flat and I, I now I know this as you know as I'm an instructor I don't want I don't want somebody to all of a sudden do something different decide they can't do it and then back out of it you know that that uh, whole decreasing radius yeah right back to the freeway <laughs> right <laughs> so that but that challenge to hold to hold the throttle flat when I'm when I'm going through this turn and know I immediately have to hit the brakes right after it and then of course all the adrenaline and everything that you have that that goes along with doing this in a in a car format or on the racetrack yeah it, it was just something I hadn't experienced before and. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, it changes your perspective when you go through a corner the right way for the first time at speed. Everything, you just go, oh, wow, that kind of worked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and and how can I get more of that, right? Yeah, now let's try it on the next corner and the next corner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, my, my first track days were spent on uh, the track of Pacific Raceway in a BMW when I thought I wanted to go vintage racing, which I ended up doing for 10 or 12 years. But it was with the club to see if I was comfortable at speed. Spent a whole day out there with a bunch of rookies. We all kept our noses clean and everything went well. And the end of the day, the instructor was, all the instructors were giving us all rides. And the guy I rode with went through a corner in a way that I kind of went, that's weird. He told us not to go through that way. Ended up going backwards off the track, upside down, down a hill. <laughs> so, so when I got home, my wife said, so how did it go? And I said, well, 
went pretty well <laughs> until the end of the day. <laughs> Luckily, it was his car, not mine, that he was driving. So, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, be careful. Don't lift. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go flat right. out. Nothing, expe- nothing unexpectedly, right? No, not where we did. Oh, gosh. So, James, what I would love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, crawl under the hood, and ask for you to share a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the real important part of this one has to do with what did you learn from it? Wow, this is like an interview question. How yeah. Did, how, how did you fail most successfully? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think um, – you know, as as I look back, and I, I've been doing this for twenty ish years now, probably more more than that as an enthusiast, but as a business, uh, close to twenty years. And I I think um, in a moment of reflection, just uh, <laughs> a month or two ago, I thought, you know, we're really struggling with this turbo car. So right now we're we're racing in uh, IMSA's Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, uh-huh. and we're developing an F thirty, uh, which is the F thirty, the twenty twelve to current uh, platform three series with a four cylinder turbo motor. Okay. Um, so, and it's a challenging engine and we're two years into this thing and, and, you know, we, every, every race weekend, we sit around the campfire that we throw dollar bills on or, you know, <laughs> yeah, when you're racing under dollar bills on, because that's how that works. Yeah. And, and you're just pouring money to develop this car. And I thought, man, this is getting frustrating. And then I thought about it and it said, well, that's what we did with the E90, our, our, our Bimmer World cars were the first uh, E90, uh, which is the previous three series, to race in North America professionally and to win a race in North America. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. And so you, you say, well, maybe a failure. Well, we failed a lot. We, we blew up engines. We blew up transmissions. We wrecked cars, uh, sometimes as a result of blowing up engines, sometimes mm-hmm. just because we wrecked cars. Um, it, was, it was a wild challenge. But ultimately, it wasn't a failure. Ultimately, you know, you dig in, you do that work list, and you you don't lose sight of the goal that we're developing a race car, and it's something somebody somebody hasn't done before. You know, people say, "Well, does BMW help?" Well, there's certainly a resource, and they certainly dig in to, to help where they can. But we're not we're not driving factory built race cars. Yeah. We're not dri- You know, it'd be it'd be easy to go pick up a GT3 a GT3 spec car. So for for us currently, that'd be a BMW M6 or before a BMW Z4. You know, that type yeah. of car where yeah. BMW develops the race car and you plunk down your hundreds of thousands and you <laughs> yep. you go drive this thing around the racetrack and you know you have your supplied engineer and we just do the thing around the track. So you know, I, I would say. In racing and and then in business as well, um, and it's it's funny how those two seem to parallel so often. It's a it's a matter of of digging in and building something. And we you know we've 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 built our own cars. Uh, we've um, most recently in in the work world we just built a new website and spent two years doing that. This two year time frame seems to be the deal. Yeah, um, yeah they take a long time. <laughs> so we've great job by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're 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 super proud of it, and certainly will invite people. To you should come be. Check it's a out. great new site. Yeah, I, I think that's the deal, right? That's that's the challenge is is to truly build something yourself, to to really engineer, design, develop, and and I think it. Uh, I think you're better for the process, but certainly it's it's challenging, and certainly there's failures along that road. But I don't think you achieve what you would otherwise achieve if maybe you don't go through some of that exercise. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I hear that from a lot of the... My guess I have here on Cars, yeah, is uh, tenacity, perseverance. You just got to keep going. And as uh, Adam Carolla, who was on the show last month, said, 
I just get up every morning and make sure my legs are moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good day, right? Yeah, it's a good day. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. It's a it's a time when a new focus or new direction that you had seems to make sense, seems to be working. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I'll tell you, I'll step back a little bit then from, uh, you know, from racing a brand new three series and all this, you know, and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, and we'll, I'll say probably one of the biggest aha moments or, or, or the most defining um, moment in my car life or, or in my, I wouldn't say my car life, my career as, you know, where the two join, right? To that, mm-hmm. to that job place, to that workplace yeah. is back in college when, when <laughs> I've, so now I've got this E30 M3 and I'm, I'm, uh, I've unfortunately been bitten by this bug and I've, I've said, oh goodness, uh, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. Right, so now I've got, now I've got to go to the racetrack and, mm-hmm. and not only do I have entry fees, now I got to b- start buying tires and and brakes and all you know all these other things <laughs> that oh, yes. as the car starts getting faster as the driver you know somehow figures out how to do this a little bit better uh, as I as I manage to do um, then we start spending more money and you know that poor little E30 M3 again I, I wish it was a collector's car but it certainly wasn't turning into one rapidly when I had it not um, when you're racing it no <laughs> <laughs> and, and not when you're stripping the parts out. To sell so that you can afford to go yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, it so, becomes something different, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's like, well, how do I make the car go faster? We'll put in lighter seats. Sure. Great. Now I've got seats to sell. Um, <laughs> but at some point, you you run out of stuff to sell in the car, and then it's it, you know that that was a head scratching moment. Mm-hmm. So I uh, at, at that point they had um, on the market was the was the E thirty six M three lightweight, which is the oh you know, yeah the, yeah nice crisp white car oh, and. Yeah. The motorsport flags, which is, uh, and of course they use motorsport flag decals in uh, in the race cars of the day, that E34 M5 yeah. uh, that they were running around, and the E30 M3, uh, I'd seen I'd seen some some attempts at that, and none none widespread or successful, and I said, you know. I can make decals because I had a sign shop because I had some decals on the cars. I'd, I'd started developing this thing into a race car, and so I work to come up with a file that was appropriate, which was really difficult in those days because maybe I, I could had a decal supplier, but I certainly didn't have any resources in, uh, in, in design, um, mm-hmm. or, or graphic design. Um, but I somehow stumbled through that and put together these decals and now I sold decal sets. So ah, there you go. The first official product of Bimmer World was vinyl decals, which filled a need that yeah. wasn't filled on the market. And Certainly paid for track entry fees, paid for travel. Didn't pay for hotels, but it didn't matter because I had a tent. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it paid for a little bit of food, and that's okay because I didn't eat that much. I was a college kid. Sure. And paid for paid for the mods on the car and got me uh, got me another year down the road until I until I graduated from school. And so the, so the, the kind of that aha moment is, you know, I can I can actually pursue this. I can I can fill a need with with a product. I can sell a product and. I get to go racing if I do that. Well, you know, yours is a classic entrepreneur story because entrepreneurs always find a way. It may not, may not be conventional. It may not be what everybody everybody else is probably telling you. Go, just go get a job, get a paycheck. You know, but, <laughs> but no, 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 that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to find a way, and that's what entrepreneurs always do. And uh, there's a true sign that you are an entrepreneur, even 
way back when. So, And even if through dumb luck, right? That, you still count that, right? Well, I don't believe in dumb luck or even smart luck. I believe in when you're prepared and an opportunity arises. For you, you were prepared, an opportunity came up, and you filled a gap. So, you know, and I think I might have even bought some of those because I remember putting some of those flags on my E36 M3. Aha. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lightweight, but of course I wanted one. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had to make it kind of look kind of cool with those go fast stickers. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and we you, you had a quote earlier uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add at this point since it ties in mm-hmm. um, and I believe this was from Roger Penske. I can't quite remember, but it's one I just saw recently and I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Is the harder we work, the more luck we find. So uh, yes, you know, <laughs> yes. I hear what you're saying there. <laughs> Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many, you've been running your business for 20 plus years now, but is there one moment in time that stands out for you? You know, it's, it's, it's been quite the journey and, uh, and continues to be a journey, you, you know, and there's certainly we, we celebrate successes, but you know, the guys on the race tre- team got a little frustrated with me at one point. We just, uh, we just come back from a successful weekend and, and this was, uh, back with the E90 cars and we'd won a race. So we're, you know, we celebrated. That was, that was fantastic. And in those days, we, you know, in my younger days, we celebrated pretty big. Um, <laughs> of so, so everybody was used to that. And then we came back to the shop and I had a list of all the things that were wrong <laughs> and <laughs> that didn't go over that well. And I said, well, why not? Because, we won the race, but that doesn't mean we did everything right. Um, there's there's plenty of things that we still need to work on here, and so, you know, it you can't celebrate your successes too much. And if and if I think back to that to that one success, I mean, certainly, certainly, there's a bunch along the way, but I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that we we pat ourselves on the back too much or, or pause to pat ourselves on the back. You know, the the most recent success that that we had as a business was the launch of the new website. Yeah, two years in the making and. You know, I had full involvement from everyone in my office, uh, people that um, were in no way hired to do their portion of, of developing this website, dug in, you know, as a team, which we're, you know, we're certainly accustomed to a team environment yeah. from the racing, but everybody as a team dug in, got this site built, did data entry, guys that, guys that weren't data guys were doing, were doing data, photography, just, you know, everything. And so that two-year baby we've been waiting to have, we've, we finally <laughs> the had. The long labor, man. <laughs> oh, geez. And long and painful. I, yes. You know, that, oh, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I can't imagine childbirth, but my goodness, this had to be, this had to be painful in a, in a similar way. Yeah. Well, I can give you this lesson. My mom always tells me, she says, good things take a long time and a lot of pain. She says I was a 22-hour labor child, so... She always always reminded me of that growing up. It took twenty two <laughs> hours for you to arrive. So mm-hmm. yeah, so good things do take a long time. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? You know, you talk about that E thirty M M three, but is there a car that was the first car you got that you went, Oh man, I finally got my dream? Hmm. You know, I <laughs> Or do you just burn through them, drive them, race them, wreck them, and move on to the next one? I kind of go through cars. <laughs> yeah, I, th- and I thought so. <laughs> I, you know, not in a not in a bad sense, but you know, I I appreciate what I drive at the time, and yeah. and I appreciate, you know, what's what's the best car you've ever driven? Well, I I just drove one home that was pretty awesome. You know, that yeah. I I kind of 
um, I kind of have that enjoyment. I, now I do love that E30 M3, and that was yeah. that was a really cool car, and I had lots of special memories in in a you know in a transitional time for me. Sure, um, you know in in life with school and with the business and and so forth. Yeah, well we'll call we'll call that one the one because I think that when you think about your business and you know your racing, <laughs> that is kind of the the special one I think for you at least listening to your story. Right, it's a turning point. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, what about, what about Sellers from Morris? Is is there a vehicle you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back? <laughs> hmm. So as I, you know, and this, so in on the on the monetary side, I can think of a couple of E30 M3s, and and I watch the market right now. I said, maybe, man, maybe I should have, even even up to a year ago, I should have hold, held on to that. But you know, from a from an emotional side, mm-hmm. maybe not. And you know, on the flip side of that, though, I can certainly say that I've had buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah, and and and, it, and it's not you know it, it's not buying that lemon of a car, or whatever. The and this this is a bad thing for me to say, maybe, but my buyer's remorse moment is every single used race car I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tough cars to buy good ones without having to redo the whole darn thing. They are, or you, you know, if, if, at least just, uh, yeah, I, and, and that, that may be the deal. And, and, and that may be why I, I, uh, kind of transitioned through cars because I, I really love building cars. Yeah. Sounds um, like it. <laughs> and, you know, buying somebody else's car, um, you know, where, where that opportunity is kind of taken away, that's, that's like the car I just sold, right? I, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've already built the car. I've already done the thing and, and now I'd like to sell it and continue to do more of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I understand. 100%. Now, what is uh, new here? We're in March, uh, April, I guess, uh, when this show goes live. What is new and great, and what really has you fired up this year with Bimmer World? Well, now that we've got a website out, um, <laughs> my focus is, uh, and we and we have so many congruent projects right now, which is which is kind of a bit of a challenge to to shoulder all of that. Oh, yeah. um, but the the project that I'm I'm Deep in the middle of, and, and who knows? By the time this does go live, maybe we'll we'll already have this one under our belt. But this F thirty race car that we're developing, mm. you know, it new for us in that it it's it's a factory built turbo car, so not an aftermarket add on or, or we make our own turbo. It's a direct injection car, high pressure high pressure fuel pump, et cetera. Some of these some of these really challenging aspects, yeah. and. As car technology develops, you, you just kind of got got to get your head around it, right? And we could sure. we could do that uh, five, six, seven, eight years later when everybody else has figured it out. But right now we're on the bleeding edge, the the very bloody edge of of developing that F thirty car. Mm. But we've got this thing, I would say, or I would think, kind of in a headlock right now. And so I feel pretty good about where we are. And so uh, next week, and this will be a week prior once the show airs. We're headed to Sebring for for round two of Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Nice, and we're looking for that win. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the one that tells you you got it right. Yeah, and that's the that's what I'm looking for, and that's kind of what I'm excited for right now is knocking out that first win, and then the next win, and then the, you know, and then we start winning in in many ways, right? Then we start transitioning this uh, this knowledge into other projects and and other uh, other directions for things to sell to customers, right? Very cool. Very cool. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that. And uh, we'll all be watching to make you make sure that you just keep up that trend, keep those wheels turning, if you will. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, James. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Huh. 
<laughs> well, I, I, my my answer should be uh, my, my answer should be an M3 or a uh, something very BMW or or it should be uh, something uh, fast like a like a Ferrari or you know, but but my answer is going to be a station wagon. Okay. And, well, you know, I love this question, especially <laughs> when people answer it the way I think you're going. So. Your station wagon. Okay, I love it. <laughs> well, and, and I'll tell you, I'm a wagon guy. So, uh, you know, as a as a car that I like to drive, yeah. I'm a wagon guy. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've I've had, uh, you know, I started with that Wagoneer, which is kind of a station wagon. I've I've had uh, had a '56 Chevy wagon uh, before I started into the whole BMW thing, and oh, I cool. I've got uh, two or three wagons now. But I I like the concept of a wagon, and the thing that I I like the most, or the or the the thing I enjoy most about a wagon is. You know they're they're not the they're not the sports car they're they're not the uh, they're not the loudest car out there necessarily or yeah. are certainly not built to be that way but they're big and you can put all your buddies together yeah and you know that's that's really that's really what I enjoy about this this whole deal this you know whether whether it be racing whether it be business whether it, or or just the the car culture in general is. You know, I think we all do this because we like it, right? Sure. And so it's it's about friends and it's about relationships and it, and it's about getting everybody together and going on that on that journey together. And yeah. so I'm going to say a wagon. I like it. You answered that very well. You pass. Big star. Thank you. Big Thank gold you. star. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So James, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, James, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer, you know what that means. The white flag is out and you got to put your foot down, buddy. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Let's do it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Not flattering. And unfortunately, from my from my mechanic before I really got into this was learn how to drive the car. <laughs> um, because I'd certainly banged up the car and not really because I knew how to drive it. Yeah, no, very important. Learn how to drive. The first time I participated in a vintage race. I was sitting there on the starting grid. My right leg was shaking like crazy because I thought, why am I doing this? It was raining. I was an open-wheel formula car. And the my my driving coach, if you will, came up and leaned down and said, remember, the throttle goes both ways. (laughs) (laughs) So it's akin to what your buddy told you. Learn how to drive. Sage advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I am meticulous, mm. and you know certainly I think I did inherit that. Maybe I didn't. Uh, I didn't inherit the the specific car portion of that. But uh, I'm a meticulous guy, and I like things to be just so. And certainly, attention to detail is is beneficial in 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 a variety of aspects. And certainly, racing is one of those. And certainly, business is one of those. Absolutely. 
Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you really enjoy, you think our listeners would also enjoy? Well, I, I think uh, I think people would love our website. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> so, BimmerWorld.com. Yes, absolutely. This is my warm welcome to come check that out. And, and, um, and again, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt, James. I, you really did a great job because I was aware of your site, obviously, before being a BMW guy. And you guys really, you could tell you worked really hard on it. And, and I will make sure on your show notes page there's links to your site. All of our listeners should go check it out. Even if you're not into BMWs, just go check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff there. It seems to work really well. Kudos to you and your team for that. But aside from that one, is there another one that, you know, maybe it's a blog or website, something that you get every day in your inbox that really gets you excited? So one thing that I do get in my inbox is, is Racer Magazine. And, and my good friend, uh, Marshall Pruitt, uh-huh. uh, writes for Racer Magazine. And, and uh, we, okay. ran a, uh, we ran a car with him in the 25-hour a uh, bunch of years ago when, when he was doing the diesel program for BMW. Cool. Um, and so, so, so maybe that I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that that, uh, that resource that's going to teach you life skills. But I'll tell you, I certainly enjoy reading, uh, reading Racer and reading Marshall's insight into, uh, into the racing industry. There you go. We'll put that up there. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read maybe recently? It could be a business book, could be a car book that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? So I, uh, I don't read it cover to cover, but I, I'm certainly reminded of it and I, uh, I peruse it occasionally. Um, Ross Bentley's Speed Secrets. Ah, uh, yes. Ross has been a guest here on Cars, yeah? Yeah, great, great guy and mm-hmm. uh, d- tremendous book and, and, and then of course turned into a series of books. Yes. And you know, maybe while I I don't uh, I, I I have the majority of them, I don't think I've uh, you know. There's a couple of them. Maybe I still haven't cracked. I'm, I may not be the best student. That's that maybe <laughs> cars instead of something something productive, as my parents would say, with my life. But I think that book is great, and yeah. I think specifically, and I point people to this, and and so maybe this is a maybe this is a little bit more driver or uh, or performance focused. But mm-hmm. I get those kind of questions a lot. But the uh, the pages in Ross's uh, first book, I believe it is, on self coaching. Um, oh are yeah, yeah. Absolute gold standard, as far as I'm concerned, um, of learning how to, how to drive a car and learning how to drive a car better. And it's something that that I encourage people to refer to, and and I I refer to it, but uh, but I have them memorized at most at this point. And I but I it's those same questions, you know, that I ask myself on a continuing basis. When I'm trying to get faster. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Ross is great. His book's great. He also has a great weekly blog he sends out. You can subscribe to it. I'm a subscriber. And great writers that to contribute tips and tricks for driving better, driving faster. So there's there you go. That's a great one. Listeners, you can find links to all these great resources at carsyad.com slash James Clay. And there's also a great place on the Cars Yad website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and the past 482 other guests here on Cars Yeah Books are listed for quick, easy links to buy. All right, James, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like, whatever car in the world, what would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? <laughs> so, so I've pondered on this one a little bit, good, and, good. and 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 as I said, I, you know, I, I'm not a may not be the best car guy all the time. So, that, so this is going to play <laughs> in here a little bit. And since since I can't sell my car, I suppose I probably really again really shouldn't be concerned about the monetary value because I can't realize that. Right. So, so it's a passion thing, right? Like, what kind of car? Absolutely. So, 
I thought uh, I thought about this at first, and and uh, you know, two cars that I absolutely love, and I, I would have to flip between this, and unfortunately, neither one of them are BMWs. Is a Ferrari F40, okay, and a 959, Ooh. and I think those cars are awesome because they are they came from a time when everything wasn't quite so refined, and and there was there was um, there was a level of raw. You know, whether it be raw power or, you know, unrefined handling or, Mm -hmm. you know, we certainly didn't have all the creature comforts. And I think there's really something awesome about that. But I'm going to pause here and I'm going to redeem myself to to my BMW friends. Okay. uh, I'm not a good car guy when it comes to this. And I'm not a good car collector. And I I don't – the last E30 M3 I had, unfortunately, I sold it right before uh, they just absolutely skyrocketed. But that's okay because it's not about the money, and that's that that is the right answer. And when I walked by that E30 M3 in my garage every day, <laughs> I looked at it and I said, you know, that car should be driven, and I'm not driving that car, and I I wouldn't want to drive that car because there's there's too much value in that car, or there's somebody cares about that car more than I do, and I'd hate to ruin it. And and so I don't think. I appreciate you buying my car for me, um, <laughs> but I don't want to park it in the garage, and I'm not going to go ruin an F40, and I'm not going to ruin a 959. So what I really want, and after driving an M3 home today, that was that was, it's hopped up, it's supercharged, it's it's crazy, and I had some idiot that wanted to race me half the you know 15 mile drive, and I got somebody riding my tail for oh, over geez. half of it. Yeah, because, because go around, buddy. <laughs> and and so you're going to buy me a station wagon. A, and, a station <laughs> wagon. Okay. Well, all right. Because, and it's, and it, but it's going to be a cool one and it's going to be hopped up and it's going to have a V8 in it and it's going to, it's, it's going to sound really cool and it's going to be an oddball because I like E36 BMW. So it's going to be an E36 wagon. You can get those over in Europe or we have that one at Bimmer World right now. Yeah. So, so I'll sell you my own car and you can give it back to me. So that's how, <laughs> so that's, that's the loophole also. Now, now I'm able to realize the money on this whole thing. Yeah. Well, very interesting. Yeah. That's the deal. I, I want something I can drive. I want something I can enjoy. And that's mm-hmm. to me what makes an awesome car. There you go. Great answer. I liked it very much. And, uh, thanks for, yeah. The 959, the F40 were going to cost me a pretty penny. So, uh, <laughs> ugh, yeah. Most of my guests want some pretty expensive stuff. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, that's what I get. Well, that's awesome. Great answer. I love it. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Bimmer World? Um, I, I, again, and I, you know, not, not that I'm promoting this, uh, although I guess that's what, what I ought to be doing. Um, but our, our Bimmer World website and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's full of content. It's, it's not just about buying parts. This, uh, you know what we do is is certainly sell parts, but primarily what we do, in my opinion, is is engage in an industry full of enthusiasts. And there's there's a lot of content on there. We really do love to dig in and uh, work with our customers, and really just work with this industry and, and enjoy what we do. So yeah. that's a that's a great way to get in touch with us, get in touch with me, and you know take this take this wild drive together, right? Absolutely. Well, James, you've taken me on a wild ride, a really fun ride today, and I want to thank you for sharing your stories and your journey. Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that E36 wagon? <laughs> <laughs> Ask for a better car. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll tell you. I think uh, growing up, I I, uh, I found myself um, I, I was good at math, and and so I was kind of pointed in an engineering direction, or I I was going to be, uh, you know, I I thought I was going to do this, or you know, and mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I was I was also fairly content to 
just let life go a little bit and uh, go where it may and just just stay on top of it. And I think uh, I use that same analogy or a similar approach sometimes driving a race car. And, and you, you, you can't necessarily drive the car when you're driving full speed exactly where you want it to go. To some degree, you just have to let the car do its thing. And you just have to make sure that you're guiding it in a direction and stay on top of it. And what you can accomplish when you when you drive a car like that or or treat life like that, um, you know, I can never imagine that I would be um, doing what I do right now. And um, you know, it's one of those one of those jobs that that you don't plan for, and it's and it doesn't find its way on your, uh, you know, this this is what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> but it's a it's a pretty awesome place to to be, and I certainly enjoy what I do. And and I think uh, you know sometimes you just have to. Let it go, right? Let it roll and see what happens. Let the car drift out of the corner, absolutely. Well, James, I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. I want to remind our listeners you can find links to everything James has shared with us today at carsyad.com slash James Clay. Make sure you go to Bimmer World, a new website they've just produced. Check it out. I think you're going to have an awesome time. James, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the track. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!